Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We're getting close to Christmas, folks. We've got a great lineup for you today. We're going to visit with Mike Haas, voice of the New Orleans Saints, the 7-7 seven seven Saints at the 7-7 seven seven LA Rams. Big time game tonight, Thursday night football. So check in. We'll be talking with him about that game. Rafael Goinecci joins us. In the 11 o'clock hour, we'll talk about Jason Williams hiring former Chief Michael Harrison as a consultant. Talk about the situation with serial sex offender Dean Kelly, who actually um, threatened to kill a number of people when he was first arrested. He gets out on bail, and there are issues there as well. We are going to be premiering Benny Grunch and the Bunch all day today with his music because Tan Trung releases his most recent podcast, and we'll cover that at uh 10 30 with um the uh and he he premieres benny grunch in a bunch the 12 yachts of christmas a holiday tradition that can only come from uh new orleans and i failed to mention at 12 30 this afternoon the lieutenant governor billy nungesser is going to join us as well uh they're out on the west coast for the rose bowl parade that'll be coming up premiering one of uh, the floats from the state of Louisiana as well. Joining us on the line now is Gassan Corbin, Executive Director, Sewage and Water Board. Uh, Gassan, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning, Noel. First, let me say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year's to you and yours. Um, and thank you for joining us today. Right back at you, Noel. Happy holidays. So, uh, Gassan, I guess we've had time now to do the complete after action on Turbine 4 and 5 as it relates to the event that we had several weeks back. What did we find? Well, what I can tell you is Turbine 5 is back online and uh, fully operational, which brings uh, back, you know, about 17 megawatts of power, which puts us exactly where we need to be in terms of having the capacity that we need during a peak event. So, you know, about 44 megawatts. So we're in good shape that way. G4 is yet to be back. We don't have the exact uh, duration of when it will return. Uh, We don't have all the uh, after action items complete. So we don't have a complete report to share with the public, but we're working very hard on it. And with having, having that, turbine back, then we would create the redundancy that we always uh, need and obviously desire for for uh, managing any storm that we have in this in the city. This will be, unfortunately, the story for the next 18 months. I mean, we're going to have our ups and downs. 
is this just the reality of continue to fix and repair and maintain but those two turbines uh, do have their issues and uh, unfortunately and unpredictably they, they're gonna uh, go down at times and we're gonna continue to respond and get them back on until we have the uh, power complex fully uh, fully executed I think it's very important for uh, the public to also know that we had uh, last year brought back uh, in a in a very significant significant way the we have multiple frequency changes throughout the system that have really been neglected for a while and haven't been utilized and that those smaller frequency changes have allowed us now to use energy power more efficiently more effectively and kind of lessen the burden on it on the turbines uh, that's something that we focused on last uh, two years and this year has been very uh, fruitful in that regard you know using cheaper power and again finding another source that we didn't have a couple of years ago so all in all we're in a good place today but obviously until t4 is back um we don't have the redundancy in a in a major event. When when the power center comes on, I know we've talked about this uh, several times. Uh, the the twenty five hertz portion of this entire system goes away. It does not go away entirely, but what happens is that we will have a one uh, one source of power which is the substation versus the variety of sources that we have now where we cobble together every event whether it's the the turbines whether the frequency changes throughout whether the emds it's just a multiple and it just creates so much complexity to orchestrating all the power and where the power needs to go and where where canal levels are high versus where it's training hardest when we have the power complex, we're going to have 60 megawatts in one place coming out of the substation. And from there, we can disperse it in any way and to wherever we, we need to uh, within seconds. So that's where the, you know, the, obviously the efficiency and the durability and the dependency is going to come from. And keep in mind, we are investing in frequency changers that will allow us to take the power from the substation, which is 60 hertz, and change it to 25 hertz, which is uh, you know, a pre predominant uh, number of uh, pumps throughout the old city uh, are, are used, which is the 25 hertz. So the, those frequency changes makes it, makes it uh, usable and, and uh, uh, effective. Now, ultimately, when we change the, the pumps themselves from 25 hertz, the old technology, to 60 hertz, then we can get rid of the frequency changers, and then you'll have a direct connection between the substation and the pumps. That's that's a you know long-term solution because the pumps work. We have you know 95 out of the 99 that are available. We have not had issues with pump per se. It's just the power. That, that drive those spots that have been the issue for us, the, the unpredictability and the up and down that we, we face. And um, so it's great distinction, which why, if, I'm, uh, if, if I may just share a very exciting initiative we just launched about a week or so ago, a new dashboard that kind of 
talks to our very educated and informed uh, customers and public about the pumping and power dashboard, basically. So we're going to allow folks to uh, go to a website and see what uh, pumping stations are on and uh, for today and then hopefully in the short short time we're gonna allow folks to click on a pumping station and know how many pumps exist in that pumping station and how many are on and how many are off and with that also we're gonna provide you or the public with the amount of power available before the event and during the event it's gonna be a real time so people can be uh, informed of what is available what is not at the you know at the tip of their their fingertips basically so we don't have to um be be i mean we're going to be as proactive as we can but you know because it's a real-time issue here we we want people to know exactly what's happening uh minute by minute one of the reasons i asked the question uh kassan was uh, for the following reason i i guess do we have a strategic plan as it relates to the replacement of pumps? Yes. The the, the uh, Power Master Plan defines every single project that needs to be done over the course of, I want to say, 20 years to be realistic. Because it's so a, when, when, it's would we, when would we uh-huh. theoretically replace the pumps where at, at what point would we be off at 25 hertz altogether? Um, well, it's obviously a function of funds and capacity. I would say, realistically speaking, if we can shoot for 10 years from now and funding is available, it's, it's a very feasible, manageable uh, project. You know, seeing the difficulty in obtaining funding for even higher priorities, uh, you know, I, w- I would be very, very cautious to say that it's it's a realistic timeline. I would say more closer to 20. But even with that, though, Newell's, the, the pumps are have uh, received a lot of maintenance through the years. They are they do work. They have a lot of capacity, uh, and when they're on, they're on. And um, if so, if we take care of the power situation with the power complex, and then subsequent to that in the you know on the west bank and then norms east a little bit more pointed uh, maintenance and replacements of auxiliary power there we're going to have a much much more dependable system um for for the next 50 plus years so i wouldn't i'm not too concerned about the 25 hertz technology per se so long as we have the the substation and the frequency changes working Correct. But the point, I, I wanted to get to this. In, in theory, if we were to magically have a pot of gold drop on us today and we put the new pumps in, would the pumping capacity of the system be the same or would it be enhanced? Um, it would be enhanced only because you're refurbishing um, machines either replacing them or regarding them and you know putting new parts no but i'm talking about i'm talking about about from the perspective of moving more water from inside the bowl to outside the bowl yeah yeah the nameplate 
will, will improve. I mean, the, the, the power uh, that is, is the, the a pump is designed for, let's say, 1,000 cubic feet per second, may lose that, that uh, efficiency by, say, 10%. So if you refurbish it or replace it, you gain that 10%. So the actual power or technology, 25 hertz versus 60, doesn't play a huge role into the amount of water that goes through the pump. Um, now, no, obviously, we no. I'm have talking about the and- pump. The pump itself. Once the pump itself, it, if we were to magically be able to replace all these pumps, are we replacing with pumps that can pump more water? Uh, the, the, the simple answer is yes. We will have that opportunity to use that footprint, that real estate where a pump exists, and replace it with more capacity. Yes. Okay. In the interim, we still have the issue of the power center to the frequency changers to the 25 hertz pumps. And because if we're looking at 10 to 15 years, why would it not make sense to fabricate 25 hertz generators as a level of redundancy uh, if we are going to be burdened with these 25 hertz pumps for you said, you know, best case, 10 years, could be 20 years. Yeah. Just to make sure that if we have a, a situation with the 60 hertz power center, with the frequency changes, because every time, you know as well as I, every time there's a connection, that's a weak point, right? I mean, that's just yes, the, yes. the reality yeah. of how this works. So why wouldn't it be a good idea to, ha- to go out and, and fabricate 25 hertz generators right now Knowing that we're going to be out there for another twenty years with this with this issue, I mean, you've always asked very logical questions, Noel. And here here's the the answer, um, kind of couple steps. The most ideal scenario is to have the substation that produces sixty uh, megawatt of sixty hertz, and having all pumps that work on the sixty hertz sure. uh, technology. I, I mean, that's the simplest solution. Correct. Uh, given the, the magnitude and the cost and the time it will take to replace all these pumps to, from, from 25 to 60, the, must, must, the most and more imminent uh, and effective uh, solution is to have that interim piece, which is what you refer to as the connection, which is the frequency changers. With, with right. $30 million dollars, we're able to create three frequency changes, which provide the redundancy because we only need two at any given time, allowing us to maximize the use of the most efficient source of power, which is the substation from energy, and power these machines that work well today. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, it's not the most ideal, but it's the second ideal, um, most ideal situation given the, the age and the magnitude and the cost implications of doing it the, the most ideal way, if that makes sense. So I, I truly believe what we have now with the power station, um, you know, a, a substation, two turbines by its side as, as a backup, frequency changers that are new and they're going to work just, I mean, I think I will have a lot of confidence in their ability to change the frequency for the next 20 years while we continue to obviously uh, change the, the pumps to the, the, the new technology. I hope that makes right. sense to you, Neil. No. 
No, it, it does. I mean, I understand that the financial considerations are huge. I guess if, if somebody came in here and said, uh, Gasana got a blank check, what's it going to cost to get everything to where it, it needs to be in today's dollars? What would it be? $10 billion, $20 billion? I don't know. Oh, actually, just for the power uh, master plan, it's probably much more modest than that, believe it or not. It's probably anywhere between half to three-quarter of a billion to change the pumps, uh, improve the feeders, the connections that take the power from the plant to each of the pumps or p- pumping stations. So it's a much more uh, doable, but but still, it's a lot of money. While we're you know continue to look for other funding to replace water mains and sewer mains, and just so many other assets that we have that that serve the city. Um, I mean, as you know, we're. we're we're three-in-one utility that has duplicate systems because because of the river. We have assets on both sides, but with no redundancy. They don't help each other. They're, you know, independent, which adds to the cost of running the system. And, Ghassan, uh, I know that there was uh, some complaints as a result of the last incident as to uh, an outreach plan, and I understand that uh, you guys have been uh, – you have jumped on that and, and are in the process of it, of developing a specific outreach plan uh, to make sure that everybody gets uh, information timely. Is that correct? Absolutely. Uh, obviously, uh, we heard loud and clear from the from our public and our customers that that they want to know exactly what power we have. Uh, so we're going to be we're, no no event is going to be too small or or too big. We're going to treat all uh, forecasted storms as if they're going to dump a lot of water on us, and we're going to let everybody know what power we have, what's working, what's not, and more importantly, we're going to work with our partners at the city so they can understand uh, how solid or fragile our system is prior to an event, the redundancy versus not lack of redundancy so they can make more informed decisions in terms of maybe uh, allowing uh, parking on the neutral ground, for example, or just more uh, timely and more frequent alerts uh, and such. So um, we're, we're, we're definitely going to up our game in terms of uh, what to communicate and how uh, how often or how frequently you can never over communicate when it comes to uh, storms that have become more and more unpredictable and um, we just have we can't take any any chances anymore. And while all this is going on, you still have the sewer system and the water system. I was looking at some pictures uh, provided of old uh, gallery and uh, an old gallery with the new filter and improvements and when you look at one picture and then look at the other and it's like oh my god how pretty is that <laughs> it looks so much better i mean the system needs an overhaul and if we've, the pictures you're looking at shows you or demonstrates how surgical and how selective we are in replacing the worst of the worst to get the money to go a little farther then then it you know uh it needs to. I mean, to be honest with you, what we did there was the, like the bare minimum, just to make sure the system does not fail us and obviously uh, cause an interruption in services in, ter- in terms of portable water. So 
we, we, we are applying the same method throughout the, the system in terms of keeping things running and running, you know, uh, as, as best as we can until we are able to uh, overhaul our systems, whether it's the purification plant, it's the treatment plant of the wastewater, just like we're doing with the power complex. I mean, that, that's a model that we're going to need to follow with every other system that we have and we're responsible for. And I'm confident we will. Um, and we just have to keep that momentum going and uh, remain steady in our investment. And I guess I'd just remind folks, when I'm looking at these pictures, I mean, you know, a, a picture speaks a thousand words. You recognize uh, the challenge because it would be a lot easier to just go pull all of it out and go in with new, but that means no one has water, right? And that's the problem. Well, well not only you're, that, yeah. You're piecemealing this yeah. piece by piece, understanding that you still have a product that has to be delivered. Absolutely. I mean, the staging and the phasing of the work we do is, is more crucial than anything else. But even if I want to take a part of the plan down to do a more of an overall, you know, overhaul or just more thorough uh, replacement, the cost implications are much, much greater. And it would, it's just not plausible today because we don't have the funding. That's why we... we we're enjoying so much the fair share uh, deal that was made about four years ago, and that had steadily brought us about $20 million of funding that we didn't have before and allowing us to uh, focus on these very, very critical pieces of equipment or systems and uh, improve them, just like the, the, the sycamore filter gallery, which purifies water, make, you know, make good water. Uh, without that money, that system would continue to be more fragile. So um, we're we're allowed to invest in little in little ways, but uh, relevant and and more impactful ways because of that fair share money. Got a lot more to cover, but we'll get that get to that next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We truly appreciate it. We know we're in the midst of the holiday season. Uh, appreciate your time and your and your insight. Have a a wonderful and a safe holiday season. Thank you so much, Noel. You too. All right, folks. That's Kassan Corban, Corbin, uh, Executive Director, Sewage and Water Board. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we'll visit with Tan Trunk. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And folks, welcome back. We're joined by Tan Trung, WWDL multimedia journalist who uh, released his most uh, recent podcast with Benny Grunch. And Benny Grunch and the Bunch. And actually... After he spent so much time with Benny, uh, Tan is now converted to being a, you guessed it, a yat. Welcome, Tan. <laughs> Thank you for anointing me as a yat, Newell. I, I, I'm not sure. I can't claim you. Obviously, I'm not from New Orleans, but if, if you know, if Benny and you say that I'm a yat, then I'm a yat. I'm a, I'll accept. Thank you. Great, graciously. I love. I love. And just let's just start right here. You asked Benny during the podcast, what is the definition of a yat? And he said, it's Brooklyn with three years less high school. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he, he is one-liners and it's for days, okay? Like, he's got to respond to everything that is thoroughly entertaining, thoroughly New Orleans, thoroughly yat. It's, it's all there rolled up in, in Benny Grunch, for sure. Uh, I could tell that you were biting your lip uh, to keep yourself from laughing throughout the interview. <laughs> well, I failed. I failed at some points for sure because yes. I couldn't hold back the, the, the laughter. But it, it's look, it's wildly entertaining sitting down with Benny. And I think for anybody that grew up in and around New Orleans has spent maybe a Christmas or two here, you're going to hear Benny Grunch and the Bunch, the 12 Yats of Christmas, you know, Ain't There No More. You know, Stanton is reindeer used to live right here. All of that, they're, they're classics, and I think it's, it's only in New Orleans. And, you know, I, I think that can be a cliche when we say that. But seriously, I mean, it's only in New Orleans, only during this time that Benny Grunch and the Bunch is on heavy rotation, and, and it makes all sense, you know? Yeah, there's so many little anecdotal stories that he shares during the podcast mm-hmm. and little nuances that are so funny because he's he's always got a little bit of a spin that's kind of, you know, uh, kind of wacky, I guess is, is one way of putting it. That, that it's just it, it's just fun. I mean, I it, I, I got to tell you, I just thoroughly relaxed while I was listening to the interview. It was great. Oh, I'm I'm glad that you know we could be your daily dose of Prozac. <laughs> I'd like. I may listen to it every day. <laughs> well, you know, look, it's also you know ben, Benny. Benny's been on the scene for quite some time, and. You know, I, let me ask you, Neil, when, when when did you become kind of familiar with Benny? Like, when, when was your Benny Grunch in the Bunch first experience? Like, I know that, that I might think, go back a few years. You know, probably the first time that it came out on WWL TV. I mean, I, I, you yeah, know, I remember yeah. that y'all talking about that with uh, Frank Davis, who was, you know, I, I, I adored Frank Davis. He just he, oh, he took he took things in, that didn't ordinarily make sense. You know, it just made them funny and fun. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, yeah, he, it was great. Yeah. yeah, he had a gift, and, and you know, rest in peace to, to Frank. But I think, you know, for a, a lot of New Orleanians, people who grew up around here, that was their first introduction to Benny was the the videos that played around this time of year, every year on Channel 4. And, you know, Benny's been around for a long time, but he's had some setbacks with, with his health, uh, particularly last year. And he's back on the scene now after – uh, some of those health issues have kind of subsided. He's still playing. 
And I thought it was a good opportunity to get some of his backstory, how he got the name Benny Grunch, how he wrote the songs and, you know, what keeps him going. And again, it's, you know, to borrow a phrase from, from Frank Davis, it's natural knowledge. I mean, all of it, it's just, if, if you love New Orleans, if you love this time of year, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy this, this episode. And just, just like you with, with what, the results were Newell. I hope it relaxes people because it can be a stressful time of year. But I think if you hear Benny's stories, uh, it'll help you relax for a little bit. What I what I did not realize um, that came to the uh, forefront in, in the podcast was that he had actually played in St. Louis Cathedral, and I was racking my brain. It's like when when did that happen? When did it occur? How did I miss that opportunity? And it sounds like it was just a blast. It was. It was. It was earlier in this this month, and it was part of New Orleans and Company's kind of uh, presentation and their lure for people to come to New Orleans this time of year. And there was a special performance that Benny Grunch and the Bunch were scheduled for to perform at St. Louis Cathedral. And what a venue. And I think if people listen to the podcast, it, it's a nice juxtaposition to some of the gigs they have played, which, again, are naturally New Orleans and you know, the, some of those have been in supermarkets, uh, Bromart and Robert and, and Doranax here in Metairie. And it's, you know, it, to play in Doranax and then go to St. Louis Cathedral, I think only Benny Grunch and the bunch can pull that off. And it's it's funny, um, you know, you don't go to you don't see a band playing in a in in a grocery store <laughs> or, as Benny says, a supermarket. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, and it's a, and, and that's the thing. I think that, you know, what makes this city so unique, uh, certainly we have our issues here, but what makes us so unique are the, the specific nature of who people are, how they speak, what we enjoy, where we enjoy it. You know, you can go to you can go to Dornax and, and listen to Benny Grunch and the bunch, and it, it all makes sense. It might not make sense in Denver, Colorado, but it certainly makes sense here in New Orleans. Well, you can totally you can see he totally enjoys being like self-deprecating, right? I mean, just kind of looking at oneself and making fun of oneself. <laughs> yeah, just... look, he, you know, with Benny, Benny, as he says, he's like, look, I, I've only had one job. I've played music all my life. Which, again, if you're a musician, if you're an artist, like, good on him, you know, to make a living off of doing some art, which can be very tough. Um, but that can also go to your head. But, you know, Benny, he doesn't take himself seriously. I think that he has a good understanding of where he fits in uh, in terms of the culture of New Orleans. Uh, sure. It, it, he, you know, I told him, I, I, I even told him, I kind of fanboyed and said, look, I, I feel like I'm in the presence of a living legend. He's like, well, it's kind of hard being a living legend at 78 right now. I'll tell you that. You know, it, it, he could have taken it so many different ways, but he's like, look, I'm 78, and it's, it's getting harder to be a living legend. <laughs> yeah. he is well, you know, it's funny. And, and entertaining. He, he said to you, he goes, you know, he goes, I had this stroke. I can't figure out why I had the stroke because I never smoked, <laughs> I never drank, and I never been in a Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what, what is a Walmart? What does never having to be a Walmart have to do with you having a stroke? He's like, I don't know. I just felt like I've never been in a Walmart. <laughs> That's naturally uh, Benny, baby. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when you think about the lyrics, uh, of, and, and and they're just so amazing. And, and he's yeah. he, he's one of those. He, he's the one that sat down and developed all of the lyrics to all of his songs. 
Yeah, look, I, I think you you being in the seat that you are at the radio station, I mean, to, to hold people's attention for three minutes and to keep them engaged sometimes, it's very difficult. And I have this challenge every time I sit down to kind of craft a, an episode of a podcast, like, will people listen to this? Uh, so when you listen to Benny Grunch's lyrics, for it to be specifically tied to New Orleans and catering to New Orleans, the rhyme scheme that it has, uh, the entertaining value that it has, but also to wrap it into a Christmas theme, that's not easy. You know, and, and I say in there it's pure genius, and you know, I might be overstating it, but talk to any artist, any musician that tries to make a hit. That's mm-hmm. very difficult to do, but you know, he, he rolled this out in the mid-90s, and we're still listening to it today. And Benny told me that he gets his CDs pressed in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, he jokingly said, he's like, look, the guys there said I've, I've gotten more – miles out of one song that most country art and most country artists have had in a lifetime in a career, which is saying something, you know, but, you know, but then again, he'll return with something self-deprecating and make you laugh at the same time. No, no doubt at all. Um, it was, so, and my mind just went blank. I got a text here. says, I'm sure it's covered in the podcast, but when I was a child 40 years ago, he played every Christmas Eve at the Walgreens at the corner of Bonneville <laughs> and, and Metairie road. <laughs> Again, only only around here, only in this neck of the woods, uh, you're going to get that. It's like, yeah, you know, let's go, let's go to the Walgreens. I'll pick up my my prescription, and we'll see Benny Grunch in the bunch. Um, he's got a new CD out. Is that correct? He's got a new CD out, and I think it's just it's a reissue of some of his classics. And but it, the the album cover is certainly up to date. And it's got some jabs at, you know, the state of crime in New Orleans and some of the issues that we're dealing with in the city. Uh, but, you know, and, and look, he, he knows where his bread is buttered and it's, it's the Christmas season and the Christmas hits that he's created. Uh, so those are going to be on there. He might have a few new numbers on there, but you know what you're going to get when you get with Benny Grunch in the bunch. Absolutely. How fun was this interview for you? Oh, it was fantastic. And I, I used to work at the station and jokingly, right. I used to say that when, when this came on, like, you know, it was a slow, slow news day, but you know, thank God for Benny Grunch in the bunch, but I've, I've always watched him on video, never really met him. And, and it was fun to kind of see somebody that I always, uh, I don't want to say idolized, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And yeah. he, he didn't, he didn't miss any beat as a true musician. He didn't miss any beat in this interview. And just to reveal a little bit of the cover of the new CD, Santa's sleigh is propped up on a cinder block. <laughs> and, the dri- and the driver's side window is bashed in. <laughs> As always, Tan Trunk, great job, wonderful job. Folks, you're going to want to listen to the podcast. It is uh, totally entertaining. You'll have a great time. It is perfect for the Christmas season. I couldn't have picked a better topic. Uh, thank you so much, Tan, and uh, have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your family. Where can they find this podcast? Uh, they can find it anywhere they get their podcasts. Newell, just search for the Tan Report. My name is spelled T H A N H. That's T H A N H and Report. Just punch it in wherever you get your podcast and it'll pop up. Merry Christmas to you, Newell. All righty. Thank you, sir. You too. We'll be right back. 504 260 1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line. On the text, Benny has chronicled New Orleans history and undiscovered and closely held secrets to New Orleans culture and shared them with the world. That is so true.
We'll be right back. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Now you tell me, where are you going to get lyrics like that anywhere else? It's impossible. Uh, the amount of creativity that went into those songs, love every second of it. You, I had the CDs and, and during Christmas always just played them over and over and over again. Uh, because, you know, most Christmas songs just don't really make you laugh, right? And that all of his stuff, you're just chuckling the whole time that you're uh, listening to it. Got a lot of text people texting in about uh, their fond memories of uh, Benny Grunch and, and his group, and obviously he is near and dear to a lot of folks' uh, heart. You really need to listen to Tom Trung's uh, podcast. You'll thoroughly enjoy it. Um, you know, he he had a little tough stretch there. Uh, Benny had a stroke, and, and uh, he talks about that uh, as well. But he's, he's got so many one-liners uh, in there. It's almost like a comedy. All right, folks, we uh, will be right back after the break. This is Dave Cohen in the WWL Newsroom. Thank you, Newell. We'll be back to you in just a moment. But we've just learned from St. John the Baptist Parish and St. James Parish that the lighting of the bonfires along the Mississippi River levee has been moved up now, and they will light the bonfires instead of on Christmas Eve because of inclement weather, high winds, and heavy rain expected. They are now telling us that they will light the bonfires on December 23rd at 7 p.m., one day early they will be lighting the bonfires on Saturday night instead of Sunday night now because of inclement weather. We'll have more information coming up in the news and on WWL.com. But the lighting of the bonfires in St. John and St. James the Baptist Parish will now be moved to December 23rd instead of December 24th. We'll be back. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we still have coming your way in the back half of the 12 o'clock hour. The Lieutenant Governor, Billy Nungesser, Mike Haas, joins us to come out at the 12 o'clock hour about tonight's game, Saints and the Rams, both 7-7, seven seven, fighting for their playoff lives. And coming up next, right after the top of the news break, we'll visit with Rafael Goyeneche, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll talk about a number of issues there as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. This is Newell on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 